the words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, our God, our rock, our creator, our redeemer, and our sustainer. Amen. So the confirmation curriculum that I like to use that's published by the Presbyterian Church um, starts out every year by uh, discussing with the, uh, with the participants, by the, with the confirmands about God and helping to flesh out an understanding of who God is in their lives and in the world and, and all of that. And one of the exercises that the curriculum goes through uh, asks the confirmands to name something that is big. So if you can name something as big, what is big? A giant sequoia, that's big. A mountain is big. A whale is big. And in the curriculum it says that then the teacher should say, but you know what, God is bigger. Think of something bigger. A mountain, God is bigger. Think of something bigger. The ocean, well, God is bigger. Think of something bigger. The sky, God is bigger. That's big. But oh my, God is bigger. Let's think of something bigger. And bigger and bigger and bigger. And let's keep think of something, keep thinking of something bigger. And at the end, usually the, the confirmands can get to the universe, the solar system. And you can say, well, that's big, but guess what? God is bigger. And it's this wonderful exercise in stretching our understanding of the wideness and the infinite nature of God. God is hard for us to understand. God is hard for us to understand. The infinite, expansive nature of God is hard for us to understand as human beings because we have no way of of wrapping our minds around something that is bigger than anything that we can see or understand and yet is so intimately involved in our lives. I love that exercise. It's, it's a lot of fun, and I think it is very helpful to just break open our minds to think about God in this way. Isaiah had a little bit of this, the, the, the difficulty in understanding how big God was. He has this vision where he encounters God sitting high upon the throne in the temple, and the seraphs were flying around him, and the seraphs were so majestic that they had six wings, three pairs of wings, and two wings covered their faces, and two wings covered their feet, and two wings helped them to fly. And when they spoke, they spoke these words of praise to God, and it was so powerful. The praise that they were lifting up to God was so powerful because God was so amazing that it caused the, the whole building to shake and fill with smoke. And God was so amazingly huge that the very, just the hem of his robe filled the entire temple. Filled the entire temple, just the very hem, the edge of God's robe filled the entire temple. And Isaiah was understandably feeling very, very small. And very, very unworthy. He says, woe is me, I am a man of unclean lips. 
And I live among a people of unclean lips. I am not worthy for so many different reasons. I am so small. And what am I doing here? And it reminds me so much of this wonderful psalm. Psalm number 8. If you would like to follow along as I read this, it is on page 427 in your Pew Bible, but I invite you to, to listen to the first half of this psalm. It says, O Lord, our sovereign, how majestic is your name in all of the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouths of babes and infants, you have founded a bulwark because of your foes to silence the enemy and the avenger. When I look at your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars that you have established, what are human beings that you are mindful of them? Mortals that you care for them. Isaiah, the psalmist, and us. All of us in the face of the infinite, amazing, huge, and wonderful God. We look at God and we say, what am I doing here? I am so small. I am so meaningless. Who am I that you would pay attention to me? Who am I that you would care about me? Friends, I hear this so frequently when we are talking about the the deep hurts and the deep pains that are on our lives or the, the concerns and the worries that we have. All too often we say, but I'm so small in the grand scheme of things. God's got bigger things to worry about. God's got thousands and thousands of people who have been affected by an earthquake, by two earthquakes in Nepal that are desperately trying to rebuild. God's got that on God's plate. Who am I that God would be concerned about me? God's got famines to worry about and people who are dying of hunger and thirst. God's got war where people who are are, are thirsty for power are destroying lives and communities. God's got all of that on God's plate. Who am I? I'm nothing. I am not worthy of God's attention because God is so great and I am so small. And yet, sisters and brothers, we have this powerful message from both of our scripture readings here today. That when Isaiah says, woe is me, I am a man of unclean lips, God sends a seraph over with a hot coal, with a pair of tongs, and blots out Isaiah's sin, gives them lips and a mouth that are clean, so that he can speak God's word to God's people. And then our gospel passage this morning. Jesus declares that God sent his son into the world. His only son. So that everyone, every individual who believes in him shall not perish, but will have eternal life. That God came into this world 
to love each and every one of us. That that gift is for each and every one of us. And there is not a single person who is not worthy of God's love. And there is not a single person who is, worth, who is not worthy of God's grace. And there is not a single person who is not worthy of God's forgiveness and everlasting care. God is intimately involved in each and every one of our lives. And it's amazing that such an infinite and wonderful God would declare to us, declare to us, I know the plans that I have for you. As an individual, I know the plans that I have for you. Not for your destruction, but for your good. What a wonderful and great gift that is to know that God cares so much about each and every one of us. That God has plans for our good and for our welfare. And walks with us, putting our lives together in ways that are beautiful and wonderful. So when you feel small, when you feel unworthy, when you feel like you are just another piece in a giant machine that is moving forward in this world, sisters and brothers, I invite you to take comfort and rest in the knowledge that God cares about you. You. God cares about you and is in your life, working in you to build you, to make you strong, to give you comfort and peace. God is with you. In all of God's infinite wisdom and infinite love, God is with you. Sisters and brothers, let us pray. Gracious and loving God, today we um, come to you humble and seeking your love. Help us to trust that we are your children, and help us to trust that you are intimately involved in our lives. Help us to trust that you are there in us and in everything. Help us to trust in you and the plans that you have for us. Help us to trust in the forgiveness and the grace and the love that you give to each of us. And help us to know that we all are beloved children in your sight and that you care for each and every one of us. And we pray all these things in your son's name. Amen.